Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and wish Tiffany Zahorski the speediest and healthiest recovery. Well, it is that time of year. Welcome to our first of two Russian Nationals episodes. I feel like I'm having flashbacks to last year where we had 95 million stages of the Russian Cup. Boy, are we glad that we haven't been covering all the Russian Cup stages, but it feels like we have because the amount of drama and just everything that went on for this Russian Nationals weekend, it feels like... Feels like we've been doing it all year. You're going to hear what we think about it, which... I don't know. It's not going to be as interesting as what happened, but we'll try and do our best. We'll do our best. If we try and live up to what happened. We'll never reach. We'll never achieve it. Because so. the Russian adults have got the chaos and uh, all of that down pat. We can't beat them. They've got gold for that. <laughs> all right. Um, why don't we start off with some news? Sure thing. And because we are talking about ice dance, we will have to mention the unfortunate incident that involved uh, former Russian ice dancer and Olympic medalist Dmitry Soloviev. So Dmitry was attacked out in public the night of the 21st of December. Apparently three guys beat Dima up and caused him to be sent to hospital with severe head injuries. So a brain hematoma that is bleeding in the brain... It's said that he was protecting and standing up for his girlfriend, Anna Sidorova, who is two-time European curling champion, as well as another girl. Uh, a lot of news surrounding it. People have been saying that, you know, Dima is not a type of guy to, you know, be violent at all, wouldn't hurt a fly, and, you know, absolutely, you know, going ham against those who attacked Dima, which is absolutely, you know, that's the people who did it. It's absolutely horrible um but thankfully he's been he's now been discharged from the hospital as of yesterday the 28th of december and those involved in the attack have been arrested so hopefully he's able to have a really full recovery and justice is able to be served because that is not on oh my god not the news that we wanted to start off with maybe a Slightly better piece of news is our deputy PM of Russia uh, says that they are aiming to fully vaccinate all athletes in the Olympic and Paralympic teams by the end of 2021. Uh, The quote is, as for Beijing, we are ready for no less tough conditions than in Tokyo. We plan to vaccinate the teams in full by the end of the year. So hopefully that comes to fruition. Hooray. We we like this direction (laughs) that they're going in. And we know that Beijing Olympics is going to be super, super strict with COVID. You know, China is still a a zero case country uh, or they're aiming to be COVID free. So we we like hearing the vaccination story. You know, I can't say the same about American officials. I don't know if anyone is really aiming to be COVID free over here. But that's America. (laughs) That's America. That's kind of like... You guys are a different attempting. There, there are some away. folks that are definitely you, attempting and attempting very hard, but we we love the we love the good folks. We love the good folks. But enough virus talk enough for virus now. Talk. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. You know, 
even though Omicron keeps trying to butt in. But let's head on over to our Ice Dance event. Let's do that. All right, so I guess we got to start off with some withdrawals. Um, the main one is Sofia Shevchenko and Igor Eremenko, who did they, this team cause a bit of a ruckus on Twitter right before Russian nationals. Rivers were swirling around that they have split. Um, they did state their withdrawal to be due to medical issues. I don't know if anyone knows the story yet. I think Sofia posted an Instagram that kind of hinted at a split rather than medical issues. I don't know. They're they're a really good team. I've enjoyed watching them, especially their, I think it was Kronos? Kill Richter's, um, they had a free dance to Kill Richter and it was great and it was doing the rounds on Twitter. So hopefully if it's medical issues, please get well soon. Otherwise, um, hopefully it's not a split. Hopefully it is not a split. Let's talk about some of our ice dance teams here. There were a lot. But why don't, oh no, why don't we start with, oh. I was very happy to see them. Why don't we start with that? I was very happy to see them. Uh, yes. That's, of course, Tiffany Sikorsky and Jonathan Guerrero. Uh, Tiffany just returning from her experience recovery, whatever you want to call it, in the hospital. She had pneumococcal meningitis uh, and Jonathan had a stint with COVID in the summer. So that's a lot. And just for people who aren't familiar with meningitis, it's life-threatening. Like, it's no, like, simple shit. (laughs) This is really, really bad stuff. And uh, I can't believe she's made it to Russian nationals, really. Yeah, it's uh, actually a pretty great recovery that she had. Unfortunately, just not a lot of practice time before Russian nationals. Um, And you could really tell here... um, she, she was, especially Tiffany, was just so sad after the free dance. Yeah, so Tiffany's mom came out saying that um, Friday, which was the day of the free dance, will be tough because this will be their first full run-through of the program. They don't know if they can complete it. Um, the coaches and Jonathan are keeping an eye on Tiffany, and if she's not feeling well, she won't compete. So that already, I was like whoa (laughs) you can kind of tell how serious it is um but let's start off with the rhythm dance which (laughs) caused quite a stir it's the loudest uh boo i've ever heard from a crowd yes the audience was very disgruntled with their score yes so this was uh, a rhythm dance to jogi by punjabi mc and you know what? I really enjoyed it. It's probably one of the most innovative dances to come out of this urban dance slash hip hop theme for this year. And I back it. I think it's clever. It's punchy. They look like they have so much fun. I don't know why Jonathan keeps wearing pants that looks that look like his pajamas, but each to their own. <laughs> but I appreciate the uh, the choreography because you can tell that they they put some thought into it. You know, I do love a good pair of pajama pants. It's like one of our past episodes that we talked about how we're so used to doing things on Zoom these days. Yeah. And you wear a business top on top and just pajama bottoms. It's fine. Like me right now. <laughs> yes, as, like me as right am now. I. Um, I'm just, I'm glad to see them on the ice, but really it was a strange event for them with the audience just being so disgruntled with the score and Tiffany just having such a hard time in the free dance. Yeah, so... 
for that rhythm dance really quick, they're Midnight Blues, they got TTNY, like, I mean, I know I've said I'm nowhere near a dance expert, but to me, like, it looked alright, someone please tell me what went wrong with it. Um, pattern Steps, both level 3, Midline Step, level 2, so overall, like, really not that bad. And they scored 79.39, and everyone in that Kiss and Cry, like, looked shocked at the number, and Tiffany was like, wow. And especially because Deanna and Gleb had already skated, um, they skated first in the rhythm dance, and they scored in the 80s, everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, clearly, Tiffany and Jonathan have better skating skills, and, you know... It's just clear to the naked eye, really. We all know but. what's happening here. Um, <laughs> I actually really, really like this rhythm dance on them. I think it's really innovative. It's, it's not like any of the other yeah. ones that I've seen. So I like it. But Okay, and for their free dance, it is to Toxic and Smoke on the Water, which is fine by me. And Jonathan looked a lot smarter <laughs> with his costume here. But then, oh, I just... As soon as Tiffany lost it in the one-foot step sequence... I, ooh, I just was like, we, everyone knew what was up, and I was like, just please, like stop, stop. The coaches were calling. She looked like she was gonna pass out the entire yeah, time. Yeah, she was, and then she ended up falling, and then you can tell she's she was so tired, like like you said about looks like she was about to pass out, and you know, every at the end she could barely stand up. She didn't and even make it to the kiss and cry. Um, no. I saw, I watched the replay and it it seemed as though she was given smelling salts. And I feel like yeah. some people were talking about that as well. Like, that's not good. That yeah. Ain't, that as ain't soon, good. That's like barely conscious. As soon as she was getting, you know, off the ice, her, her coach literally shoved smelling salts under her nose. Um, and she barely knew what was going on. She was just like, wait, what am I supposed to be smelling? Like, the girl... Jonathan said that he asked Tiff to stop twice during the free dance, but she said no. Oh my god! And carried on. So sad. And you know, trooper, but also please take care of your health. But you know, I think the everyone's reaction was just full of respect, and you know, uh, they wanted Tiffany to get well. You could see Igor Spielbahn in the background applauding them. Nasia Skopskova was crying in the background. Um, so a lot of people. Uh, giving their best thoughts and wishes for Tiffany and their recovery. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, that that free dance really hurt them in the standings and points, but who really cares at this point in time? Yeah, no, no, no one cares. I mean, the audience definitely cared about the rhythm dance, but... Yeah, because, you know, it was anyway. But hopefully recovery is quick. And she gets back to full form. And that this isn't their last season. So really hope we can see more of them. Let's talk about our sixth place finishers, Anastasia Skopstova and Kira Olyoshin. I made it. <laughs> Alright, we got some uptown funk. Um, okay, so it seemed a little bit off, I think, the whole way, but um we started off really well and then it kind of seemed a little more off throughout. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm still trying to put my consonants together. Anastasia's surname isn't one of the easier ones to say. Um, Not for my peasant American time. <laughs> You're Canadian. Anyway. I'm my peasant. Um, yeah, could have been a little cleaner through the twizzles. But to give them credit, it was a really difficult entrance. But Kirill seemed a little off the mark today. Seemed a little unsure with a few of the holds, maybe. 
But you know what? It's I think it's a well-created program. It's fine. Good choices of music, elements well-timed and all of that. Um, they did collide with Hudabera Dieva and Balsen in the warm-up, so that was a bit terrifying. Ice dance warm-ups yet again, proving why they are the worst. Um, but, you know, it was a pretty solid rhythm dance, but this this free dance to Romeo and Juliet, yes, so many Romeo and Juliets have been done, but I don't know. There's something about it. I actually really like the Romeo and Juliets that we had on the ice. And usually I dislike one or two of them, but I actually really, really enjoy this one quite a bit. Um, Again, Kirill, little off. Don't know what was up with him, but I think overall it was very nice. Yes, and Nastya was so emotional at the end, but they scored 110.36, dropping just behind our fifth place finishers, Elisaveta Shanaiva and David Narizhny. And this is the team with, you know, the costumes for their rhythm oh, dance. Yes. That oh, what's the what's the text on the front of his shirt? I keep forgetting what it is because I never <laughs> want to look at it again. It's garish. It's yeah, garish. It, it really is. And I was like, you know what? This rhythm dance would be so much more palatable with different costumes. But it was it was good. <laughs> they skated well. Yeah, it was it was great. No complaints here. Um, the free dance. Was okay as well, um, but I definitely like it significantly less than the rhythm dance. The Cirque du Soleil thing. Maybe it's just me, but I don't always get Cirque du Soleil programs. Yeah, I, this was a bit odd. And I feel like I should like this pair more because they're decent. But their programs this season's just, they're really not my favorite. They're I just a little wasn't... odd individually and they're a little odd together as well. <laughs> not them, I mean their programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't enraptured by the program at all, and I was just like, okay. But they did skate sure. well, so. Yeah, they did. Big props. They did. Big, props. Big plus. And in fourth place is Annabel Morozov and Andre Bargain. Some boom boom pow. Boom boom pow. <laughs> Dang it. And my body is a cage. We only made it through one event without mentioning boom boom pow, and that was Japanese nationals. We and tried maybe it was so only hard. because there weren't very many dance. Dance sample size like. wasn't big enough. Oh, oh. goodness. Anyways. Um, all right. We had some mistakes here. Yes. Yeah, so key points. No yes, no yes. Um, it was fine through the twizzles, but they were far apart. And I was like, wow, Jesus is saying hi for the Christmas period. Um, Pat and Step both got level ones. They did get an S mark, which means there was a separation of holds. So for the Pat and Step, you got to be, you know, holding each other. It's a dance hold. Got to keep together because it's not a one foot step that's separate or a no touch step sequence. Um, and they broke hold. So that was bad for them. And you know what? I, although Annabelle looked gorgeous in the new dress, I was like, I don't get why they had to use, like, Boom Boom Pow. Like, the transition from my body is a cage just doesn't make sense to me. But also, like, my body is a cage? I can't relate. My body is a refrigerator that I can relate to. <laughs> my body is a door. <laughs> my body is not a cage whatsoever. My body is a door or a refrigerator. We're, we're, we're um, flat Stanley, just 2D. <laughs> what What is this 3D cage business? Oh my gosh. Yeah, again, the transition is the music, just not my favorite. Again, this is, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the season, but some of these transitions in and out of the Midnight Blues are just really, 
not pieced together no. quite well. And this is a very good example of no. that. Um, yeah. Fortunately, I am not the biggest fan of their Scheherazade either, even though I do like Scheherazade in itself. Um, but I do think that it was a lot better than the boom, boom, pow situation that we have going on here. Look, I got to completely agree with you on the Scheherazade situation. It's one of my favorite pieces of music, especially for skating. I don't think it ever really gets old, but I don't know. I've said this a lot about them, but the they always choose really big music and they never seem to quite fill it. Well, yeah, you know what? This time they, I did notice some improvement, but and they filled the music more this time. But still, I felt like they were just like minutely off the pulse. Maybe I'm being a little too picky. I don't know. Maybe it's just the choreo that doesn't hit the right parts for me. Maybe they need to like find their style or find their brand a little bit because like nothing. It doesn't seem to quite like sexy and dramatic. That That's their I'm not style. sure. These, these programs just don't seem to be the right fit for them, but I, I'm unsure about what it is. But I do know that for the rhythm dance, it's definitely the transitions in and out of the Midnight Blues for me. Yes. Yeah. I feel like they're going for the sexy and dramatic vibe, but for some reason, they, it just doesn't hit. Like, Annabelle is gorgeous. Andre isn't ugly by any means. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Really, I don't. Like, I like them. They're fine. I think they just need music oh, I don't know. that fits them a just little bit better different, yeah, maybe, maybe just try something a little bit different maybe it'll hit different but i don't know it was an okay event yeah it was okay they scored 117.63 but they lost which was so close so close to lisa and igor they lost out by 0. 0.1 0. oh my 1. gosh that was rough Missed out on the bronze medal rough, rough loss so in third place we have elizabeth hudaiberdieva and igor barzin skating to come together and it's raining men with like the most 90s and early 2000s costume for the rhythm dance that i love it <laughs> love it as if we needed to rain men <laughs> no, wow we'll put a stop on that i want particular rain for a particular man i'll put my umbrella up for that <laughs> umbrella rihanna. why isn't anyone using umbrella by rihanna <laughs> that would be my uh, direct protest to uh it's pow. I'll just go inside. <laughs> I'll just go inside. <laughs> I'll just go inside. Not outdoor person. This is why. Oh, anyway, anyway. Um, like I mentioned for Anastasia and Kirill, they collide Lisa and Igor did collide with them in the warm-up, but everyone was okay. So for the key points, I got yes, yes, no, yes. And I was like, well, I felt like this was a much better Midnight Blues than Deanna and Cleb, who got all yeses. But lol, what do I know? Me, the single skater. Yes. Uh, this was actually really fun. As much as I stayed indoors when it was raining. <laughs> it's actually really fun. This team really, this team and their coaches really know how to put together an entertaining program. They've done yeah, it for a few I, which seasons Which I think is now. very different from Annabelle at all. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, but, you know, good for them. Pat and Steph, both level three. Both level three on their twizzles, though. Um, I really enjoyed them. But obviously that doesn't give you levels. Uh, you could hear their coach on the boards uh, just scream, Davai, Davai, like, let's go, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but they did score 77.91 for the rhythm dance, which is decent. And for their rhythm, 
for the free dance, they are back to experience by Ludovico Einaudi, which I thought was a smart move. And they did really well. You know, I really, really like them. I know some people don't, but I really like them. I like them. You like them. No one else's opinion matters. I'm kidding. They do just, it's our podcast. <laughs> I think the the way that they like sit in their programs and the way that their programs suit them is so much more aesthetically pleasing for me, the non-ice dancer, non-skater, than Annabelle and Andre. <laughs> Well, they're able to connect with the audience more, I feel. It's more kind of like an outward expression that can be felt in the back row. There was this discussion on Twitter, I think, and people were talking about, like, what is going to be the next turn down for what program that, like, everyone talks about. And I think that you really need to kind of, like, sit in the music and sit in the program really well for programs to kind of, like, go viral. So coming in second here. God, we got another boom, boom, boom. All right, let's talk about them. We have Deanna Davis and Gleb Smolkin. All right, how about let's just talk about the skates and then let's talk about the adults that are related to Deanna and Gleb. All right, so we got Boom Boom Pow, which, yes, we know. And we got Moulin Rouge, which... <laughs> yes, <laughs> What a we combination know. we got here. Ugh. Boom Boom Pow and a Moulin Rouge. I mean, okay, like this is probably one of the... The better transitions into the Midnight Blues. So they use Bomb Bitty Bomb for the Midnight Blues, and it's kind of on the same wavelength as Boom Boom Pow ish. So it's it's not that bad. Igor did a, did an alright job in finding those pieces of music. Key points they got yes, 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 yes. I was like, mm, okay. I was like, look, they're fine. Probably one of the better of the younger Russian teams, but a few points in the Midnight Blues, I was like, Oh, Diana, you're not over your edge enough. Your knees were a bit stiff. But, you know, generally, technically, they're not awful. Twizzles were decent. Liv was quite decent, too. I mean, I, we've definitely mentioned how much they've improved. And quite quickly so, like, properly. Because Igor Spielbahn has done really good work with them. But, yeah, they're... Look, they're fine. They're not anywhere near as fast and smooth across the ice as the senior and older teams. Uh, but, yeah, Rhythm Dance is okay, despite the boom, boom, pow. You know, they try and give it all their style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they just need to be more seasoned. It's like... Oh, 100%. On TikTok, when the people don't season their food and all the comments are like, where's the seasoning? Yes. Where are the condiments and the seasoning, Jocelyn? I don't. I don't. Oh my God. Anyways, not a podcast about condiments. Um, no. But yes, Moulin Rouge. Um, it was okay. It wasn't bad. The edges really need a lot of work. I, I know that depth of edges doesn't necessarily constitute levels, but still, um, would really like to see them add more speed and power. Which they're eighteen and twenty-two. They're not really big humans. They scored 123.71. I was like, I knew it would get into the 120s, but I felt really, at this competition, it felt like a 115. Yeah, they did okay. Um, it's a lot of numbers for them. Let's talk about the adults, shall we? And first, I want to say, this isn't the kids' fault. No. Don't blame it on Deanna and Gleb. They did their best. They did their best. They just went out there and skated. As did everyone. This is nothing to do with the athletes. No. It is, however, to do with the adults surrounding the athletes. 
I'm just so sad for Deanna and Claire because they didn't, they themselves didn't ask to be pushed for these Olympics. Like, legit, in four years, they'll be 22 and 26. Still relatively young for ice dancers. Great, yeah. So why, of time. why does Roos fed and or a Terry, if you believe whatever, yeah, what, anyway, let's... Let's just assume that a Terry's involved. Why do they have to push for them now? Like legit, some of the some of the top senior teams are probably going to retire after these Olympics. That's true, uh, which actually is so sad. Which is sad, but like I don't get the adult politicking logic. I don't get the logic behind it. Why push for this now? Is it is it because the Olympics are in China and? The 2026 Olympics are in um, Milano Cortina, which is in Italy, and it's not a super favorite country of Russia. I don't. I just don't understand it. I don't understand them. Give them more time, and get have them earn their own spot. Because at the moment, the way that they're pushing it, everyone's just gonna say, "Oh, Diana and Gleb are super un- like not talented." That's because they're working on it. doesn't mean they're not talented. They're just working. Yeah, and that's, again, not their fault. It is the officials' it, fault. It's just hurting Diana and Gleb. Yeah. As well as the other teams who, you know, do have the skating skills and the technical skills. Yes. To be in... It just... Mm, it's not fair to all the kids, really. No, it really is not. Um, all right, well... But with the second place... That's the Olymp- they're on the Olympic team. I guess they will be. Um, however, also on the Olympic team, Our we face. have Alexandra Stepanova and Yvonne Buchan, which I actually, okay, these programs are really growing on me. Actually, Everybody. really like them. I, re- I really yeah, like it. I really yeah. got into it here. I love these programs. I, I re- was really able to get into this rhythm dance. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's so much fun. New dress for Sasha, and it's literally red hot. So good, I love it. I mean, she could wear anything and look amazing, but exactly good dress. Um, Key points: yes, yes, no, yes, which isn't bad for them. And they were going ham for the dubstep in Monster by Shawn Mendes. I was like, you know what? I don't care what levels you guys get. You guys get all of the applause. I love how this program is growing with them this season. I really, I really like it. So. Props to them. I mean, props to them. Sasha got a level four in her pattern step. Ivan got a level three. Midline step was a level three. They scored a huge 88.76, but it's national scoring. Um, and then this, I'm calling it Mummyo and Juliet. Because um, the first piece is by the band Mum or whatever. Anyway, I love it. I really, 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 really love this fruit dance. Especially the more I watch it. Oh, it's really good. Really good. Um, they skated really well as well. One foot step sequence. Sasha got a level three. Ivan got a level four. And I, it was beautiful. They got a standing ovation. They definitely cleaned their act up and worked really hard at their technique. And you could see in the replays that their coaches, including Nikolai Morozov, were incredibly funny. Um, they're kind of super intense at the boards and going through every single motion with them. And I'm not paying them out because that's exactly who I'd be if I was a coach. Morozov was tearing up. Yes to the judges for finally giving this team a 10 in interpretation. Like, I'll definitely take that. And... 
you know what? They finally get to go to the Olympics after having it snatched away from them the last oh, time. Thank goodness. Because Ivan, for some reason, got a ban and wasn't allowed to go to um, the Pyeongchang Olympics. No, literally no one knows why. Oh my gosh. Well, you know who else is going to the Olympics? The Backstreet Boys, Shawn Mendes, and Justin Bieber will all make it to the Olympics. Yes. Um, Vanya did say that, you know, he, he really wanted, he liked um, the a Romeo and Juliet piece that Ilya Averbuk created for them last season for a show. And he just really wanted to get away from the traditional and classic Romeo and Juliet images interpretations and we ended up with this gorgeous free dance which I'm so happy about but then Stepanova also gave an interview saying talking about her illness and back injury before the season I didn't know she was dealing with such a bad back injury so the day before the test skates apparently this year she had bronchitis and pneumonia which is just a shit show and then that turned into a bad fever but with this back injury apparently she's been battling for battling it for around like three years now and she's currently working off of an injection where the doctor in germany we love the german doctors injected like a special fluid into the spine which gets like distributed between the injured joints or like squashed discs or something the translation wasn't like super clear but and it turns out to be kind of like a pillow and helps relieve the pain i was like girl this is this is serious shit that's very intense. Oi. But well, apparently the injection allowed her to last the whole season, so please no pain for Sasha. Please. 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 No, no, no more pain. No more injury. We want every event to be like Japanese nationals where everyone just skates super well and they just battle it out with the score. No withdrawals. Well, unfortunately, we had a withdrawal here. Unfortunately. Maybe we could talk about due that. Due to an injury. Due, an in- due to an injury. Of course, we were talking about Victoria Snitsna and Nikita Katsalapov. Um, with the rhythm dance, I mean, what is there to say? Great. It's really smartly put together. They get it very well. They're proper good. You know, great Midnight Blues. Probably, I, I believe, the best out of all the teams this season. It's super clean, super crisp. Level four everything. A Midnight Blues that I don't mm, hate. Imagine. imagine. And, you know, they can leave their hat on to kudos because it's a great rhythm dance. I enjoy it. Yes. Um, unfortunately, they had to withdraw from the free dance because uh, Nikita apparently got an injury in training. So they withdrew to just make sure that he did not injure himself further, which I mean, good on you for withdrawing before. Fair enough. Before it I gets mean, worse. This old back injury that's been plaguing them through the back half of this season What's the bet that Nikita will be chock full of cortisone at the Olympics? <laughs> I would bet on that. There's every single chance that they're going to get that Olympic spot because how can you not send them to the Olympics? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the setting for Russian ice dance. Um, I do have to mention that in an interview after the event, Igor Barzin and Elizaveta Hudaiberdieva kind of spoke out about the whole... Davis and um, Smolkin situation. Igor was just like, you know, we're not the only ones trying to qualify the Olympic, qualify for the Olympics. We're all trying. Another thing is that we give up our whole lives for this chance. Then Lisa comes in and say, and we play by the rules. 
And then the eagle goes like, and this chance is being taken away from us, from everyone. I won't say who and what. Everyone knows perfectly well. <laughs> and we want to at least have a chance, at least a little bit to fight. Hopefully we'll break into the next Olympic season. And that kind of just, oh. that kind of says it all. That kind of breaks it, my heart a little bit. It does, but it kind of says it all if the kids know. And Igor came out to say later on that he didn't, he was like, I didn't say who, but it's not Diana and Gleb. They just skated, you know, and it's obviously clear that it's the adults doing all of this and everyone knows perfectly well, apparently. So that's a lot of fun when you get your Russians turning on your Russians. <laughs> yes. But what, what season would it be if Russians weren't turning on other Russians? <laughs> truth. Truth. Um, oh, so did you see this tweet by Jackie Wong uh, that was like, he said, seriously, though, I still haven't recovered from the fact that Davis and Smolkin won silver at the Russian championships. Objectively, this is wrong, which a lot of people agree with. And then Tiffany Zahorsky's mother responded to the tweet saying, oh, no, Mrs. Zahorsky. She said, historically, the artificial lifting of athletes in ranking has never ended well for them. And I was oh, like, goodness. oh, <laughs> so literally everybody knows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sheesh. Sheesh. Ugh. Well. I guess on that note, let's move from chaos to more chaos. And that's for the men. Let's talk about men. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> We will start off with some withdrawal news, and that is Daniil Samsonov, who is a student of Eteri Tukburitsa and Samba 70. He's recovering from Osgood Schlatter disease, which is the same thing as uh, Alina Zagitov has struggled with. It's this knee thing, you can Google it. Um, not super great. Um, he was replaced by Artyom Kovalyov. And yeah, all right, let's start off with... Makar Ignatov, who really just, let's start off with the biggest chaos. He he went from third in the short to 14th in the free to 10th overall. Let's talk about Makar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um, his short program was actually quite good. This is always his issue is that he gets so gassed in the free skate. Bless his boy. That it just absolutely kills the second half of every single free skate that he does. Short program to Iron Sky. I keep forgetting he starts so close to the judges. I was like, wow. Apparently, got to give the sex symbol status to the judges too. Um, quad loop to open. Quad toe, triple toe with a flip out of the toe. Triple axle. Good job, well done. But free program to piano concerto number one, even though the costume screams black swan. And oh then, gosh, this again. <laughs> yeah, this again. And then I keep forgetting that this is my old skating music, which makes me laugh every single time. Because I see, oh, Swan Lake, sure thing. And then I'm like, fuck, it's my music. Um, <laughs> it's not my music. But anyway, he opens with a double salco. And then just program kind of falls apart. And yeah, he's, we're no, he's kind of known for not having... Not necessarily not having the greatest conditioning, but always looking gassed at the end of his free skates. But I was like, this is kind of very unlike Makar. Are the nerves getting to him? Um, but he ended up blaming the free skate issues on skate slash boot problems. 
He said that his boots break down like every two months and his current pair is from the beginning of October and he didn't get new skates before the competition because they take time to break in. I was like, honey, if you knew about the timing of the championships, like maybe plan for it. Yeah, wouldn't you like plan to break in new exactly. skates, boots or whatever's happening there? Or have it like have a pair ready because you're on the national team so like you can afford it. Like just right. doesn't. I don't know. But it, it's interesting because, like, every single it happens to him every time. He gets so gassed in the second half of the free skate that, you know, it comes as no surprise to us. But apparently there's something happening with skates or the boots or whatever, whatever's going on there. Regardless of the boot problems, you know, he just always looks gassed. So one way or another just wasn't great for him. Kind of, I felt really, really bad for him. But plan your boots, please. You're 21. You've been in the game for a while. <laughs> like, if you know that your boots break down every two months, plan for it. Have a backup pair that had already broken in, broken in, ready for a competition. Anyway. Anyways. Oh, gosh. Another mysterious friend that we have. Uh, uh, Dmitri Aliyev. <laughs> I love the question mark, the inflection at the end. Like, another friend, uh, Dmitri Aliyev. <laughs> I just don't know what's happening with him. He doesn't know either, apparently. I don't think he knows. So the game was kind of all all done and dusted in that short program. Um, It's a beautiful program to a beautiful piece of music, Pilgrims on a Long Journey. It started off with with the quad toe, triple toe, like really nice. Quad was a little tight, but who cares? And then floaty, triple lutz, and then... Pops the fucking axle. Oh, okay. This is a theme. This this becomes a theme in this event as everyone pops their axles, but not him. I didn't want you to pop your axle. <laughs> you could tell how pissed he was at himself as soon as he finished. Like in the replays, you could see his coach, Evgeny Rukovitsyn, just putting his hands on his head, then completely covering his face. And I was like, yeah, mate, same. I feel the exact same way. Unfortunately, that has been a theme for him this entire season. Um, It's just his general disappointment with himself, which makes me so sad. Um, He made some very concerning remarks, actually. Um, Okay, so let's also talk about the free skate before we talk about his concerning remarks. (laughs) Start off with the quad Lutz. Didn't land it, but that's all right. I don't care. He went for it. He literally had nothing to lose. I'm happy that he went for it, pulled in. And I don't care that he fell because it's good to attempt it in my eyes. Yes. And then there were just mistakes here and there. Nothing looked very clean. He had to save a good number of his jumps. I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't, wasn't fantastic. But you know what? It was a little subpar. But then again, that subpar... That we saw was like far above what we've seen the rest of the season. So I was like, oh, I'll take it. But still, he looked so sad. Yes, very, very sad. Um, okay, so then in this interview, he said, this is a translation, <laughs> but he said, tears are rolling, to be honest. I don't know what the season was. I'm very sorry that it happened. It's a shame that not only I suffer from this, but the whole team who put all their efforts into it. Maybe a break is needed. It's hard to talk about it today. Now we need to think. Drink strong. This poor man. (laughs) I sincerely want to erase the Russian championship from memory. 
Oh my god, give this man a break. He needs a long vacation and a massage. And some vodka instead of tea, because that's what we know he was actually meaning. <laughs> if he can ingest it, you know, and be okay about it. Now we need to think, drink strong, dot dot dot, tea. <laughs> what? I'll make you a cup of tea, Dima, and a massage, and a vacation. Yes, and a new That's mindset, and maybe a sports psychologist. Gosh, I just feel so bad for him. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. Well, best wishes to him. I feel very sad because I was really hoping to see him at the Olympics, but it doesn't look like that'll be happening. He's only 22, though. He's He'll be okay. He'll be okay. Confidence in the guy. Yeah. Um, but in eighth place, we have a real up-and-coming youngster coached by Alexei Mishin and Tatiana Prokofieva, and that is Gleb Lutfulin. The first time it's seen in nationals, 17 years old, and he pulls off a quad-sale triple loop. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. What the he- that was wow. Who does that? That was wild, wild stuff. Um, he's got lovely jumps with solar technique, um, but he's a mission boy, so that's to be expected. And I think he's, I think he's got promise, actually. Um, good overall skater, and I expect we'll be seeing a lot of him in the next quad. I agree. It was pretty, pretty great. I liked his programs. He was full of pep in a step. <laughs> Even Alexei Mishin for the quad South Triple Loop gave emotion. He was like, oh my god, wow! And that was really cute because normally it's the Mishin face, like stone cold. <laughs> Maybe he could join Dima for a cup of tea and inject some pep in Dima's step. It's all, what's in the tea? I want some of that. What's in the I tea? want some of that tea. Um, anyway, for Gleb, free program to Mama Luna and... <laughs> Again, Russian boys with conditioning. Um, you could tell he was getting tired in the back half of this program, only managing a level two in the step sequence. And then in that final flying combo spin, the poor boy was like dying. <laughs> um, yes. But like I said, he's a solid skater with really good potential. Um, he beat Aliyev by 0.13 points. Um, so I good for him. But yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, what he has to offer in the next quad. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. He was, oh, watching Dima and then watching him was a little (laughs) sad. Um, But moving on to our seventh place finisher and junior world champion from a few seasons ago. And this is Alexei Erochov. He used to be coached by Eteri and the Samu 70 crew, but left uh, and now he's back, and that short program was excellent. Oh my gosh, it totally was. Um, all right, we have Alicia Keys. I mean, not really Alicia Keys. We have a cover of some Alicia Keys, which is fine. A rock cover of Falling by Alicia Keys. I don't know. <laughs> and I was just like, Falling not by Harry Styles, but by Alicia Keys, which is, you know what, it's, it's a mood. The rock cover is a mood, and it was fine by me. It was fine. Um, he did great. This kid rotates so fast. Yeah, not a slow tater. Not a slow tater. Um, glad to see him back on form. Uh, the same form we saw when he won Junior Worlds. So very glad for him. Great program. I enjoyed it. It was clean. 95.24 and quite deserved. 
Yeah, I really, really enjoyed him. Uh, his short program. <laughs> then we have oh, a greatest showman. <laughs> no, not this music, please, Alexei. You're going so well with the rock cover. I know, I falling. know. <sighs> oh. Anyways. And it's a male cover of the greatest showman. <laughs> so much. Like, not even. It's like. And then Hugh Jackman comes in for, like, the last bit. And I was like, they couldn't afford Hugh Jackman for the entire film. This is like the Fix You, where they couldn't afford Coldplay for the entire thing. But then Hugh Jackman just comes running in at the end. (laughs) I was just like, to be fair, he's expensive, but okay. He's expensive. It's not, this is the opposite of that one Greatest Showman program that I actually enjoy. Whose program is that? It's one of the women. Daria? Yes, yes, it is. Because it's one song the whole way. Yes. It's the original and music. The original, it's original music. Exactly. Anyway, uh, opens with a like, stunning quad loop that came out of nowhere. This kid's like jumps look kind of effortless. Like He doesn't jump extremely high, and you're like, oh my god, he's not going to make it. But then he just pulls it out. I was like, okay. Um, he does, and then, yeah. you know, decent, decent jumps, a few step outs here and there. But then what really caught everyone's attention? was his choreo sequence, which was absolutely fuck all nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It was nothing. He's literally, um, like, putting out his arms, like, shuffling forwards, skating from one foot to another, doing, like, a single counter or rock or or turn. I, I don't know. Just a single one. And just fucking skating around. Like, it's not a choreo sequence. It's just him moving arms and not doing any edges. Oh, my gosh. We talked in, was it the last episode where we talked about the proportionality of crossovers to yeah. um, actual complexity of program? <laughs> this didn't really even have crossovers. It was him just shuffling from one foot to another. <laughs> like, go look. There's a vi- There are videos on, on Twitter, definitely. Um, and people are just going, what? was that his choreo sequence like it's you couldn't even tell it's a choreo sequence because there was nothing in it (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh he needs some uh better better choreo or actual choreo maybe actual choreo some existence of (laughs) um but well in came hugh jackman to save the day (laughs) yeah because it needed to pick me up to save it from <laughs> absolute choreographic disaster. Um, oh but goodness. he did fall in the standings a little bit after the free program ended up in seventh. And in sixth place, we have Alexander Samarin. Oh, gosh. What to say about this man? Um, we needed a concussion protocol. That looked dangerous. Yes. So Matrix soundtrack for the short program uh, opens with a quadlets triple toe in the wild fashion that only Summerin could pull off. And then attempts a quad flip, which I think needed an edge call, but then falls really awfully. And then we have a chin smash. Oh, it was bad. Oh. It was very a la Keegan messing earlier in the season. Yeah, but this one like caused blood to spill. And oh, it's not cute. Not cute. Like, thank God no chin smash on the triple axle and... I think the crowd cheered the loudest I've ever heard a crowd cheer for Summerin. Um, but still scored 94.23. I mean, the huge quads. Um, I mean, he also got 41.58 APCS, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Maybe the chin smash was uh, more emotion 
and more action than he normally gives. Oh, gosh. Oh, Sasha Samarin. Uh, and then we have, gosh, this program, <laughs> Lord and Master. I can't. You know, uh, he really gives it his all, doesn't he? And it's not much to give. <laughs> it's not a lot. Ted Barton was continuously saying on the broadcast, he doesn't give much emotion in his skates. There's not much emotion in his skating. Really got to work on the components. And I'm like, you know what, Ted? I'll agree, I'll agree with you here. You know what? If there was no Sasha Samarin, there probably wouldn't be very many laughs on this podcast. So I I really appreciate his efforts. I really do. Thank you for your service. Um, I I actually really, really enjoy his efforts. And I think that he has fun with it, too. So truth. That is true. Unfortunately, the free program to Lord and Master really, really wasn't great. Um, starting off with a skid off of the toe of the quad Lutz, which he fell on, and that just kind of set up for a lot of um, mistakes throughout the program, and he just looked so dejected afterwards. Kind of sad to watch. Oh, poor guy. Um, I don't like to see him sad as much as I do like talking shit about his costume. Yes, I agree. I really don't want to see him sad. That's not okay. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I felt really bad because he already hit his chin so hard. And, you know, I would really like to see Lord and Master just like skated real clean throughout the power. (laughs) Do you really want to see Lord and Master clean? (laughs) I'm, I'm scared to see what will happen if that happens, but... I'll put a yes out there for that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's with that. Let's move on to somebody who always has great costumes. Coming in fifth is Piotr Gumenik, putting together some really decent performances for him. Oh, he always really goes for it. I, I, I enjoy know. Um, we have Leave a Light On, which is a men's classic here. Yes, less it, yes, it <laughs> is. Th- thank you, um, Kevin Amos, for giving us Leave a Light On by Tom Walker, as well as Lighthouse by Patrick Watson, which everyone is using now. <laughs> which he is fine. Really well. They're great. Piotr did really, really well here. Uh, we had a nice quad sal, triple axle. Uh, the Let's Toe combo was very, 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 was a save there. That was the biggest struggle bus, like, but huge fight I have seen. And he does a huge, gorgeous quad sound, then struggles on the triple lots, triple toe. And the toe got called under. The easiest element for him he struggles on. You know, sometimes we never know with P- Piotr here, but it's all right. That's uh, all we right. have Spartacus then for the free skate. Absolute love. Um, really got to mention how great his costumes are again. Truly, I think they're truly the best costume Mer of the men's circuit. Kudos has to go out to his costume designer Svetlana Gachinskaya. Um, but you know what? For this program, you know, he did really well. Quad sale double toe, double loop to start off with, which is a great combo. And then just fought so hard not to fall on those triple axles. <laughs> fought so hard. You know, at least he uh, got it around. <laughs> Like true, some folks. True, 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 true. <laughs> he always, you know, I think he, he gets the uh, best effort. What is that award that they give out? Best effort or? Yeah, y- yeah. Best one. effort. Def- he definitely that wins that best effort award. He puts so much effort into everything. I love it. I really love it. Him a so lot. good. So good. Um, but I've, 
especially in that final spin as well, fought so hard. I bless him, I've got such a soft spot. And he did really well to end up in fifth. Yes, I was honestly hoping that he would kind of go to the Olympics a little bit. I really Me too. Like him a lot. Me too. Like just, just imagine the Piotr vibe he'd bring to the Olympics. I just really like, like his energy. Ex- like big drama and also a little bit of chaos. But like you believe it. I don't know. I just, 100%. I really like him so much. Me too. Like he's not the the prettiest skater with his, with his jumps or everything. But like you said, he's got that vibe that you're like. He does. He's you, good. You go, Piotr. I love it. He's 19, though. Next Olympic cycle. All you right. Got it. All right. We'll put it out there. Okay. And coming in fourth, kind of a bit of a surprise, um, is Evgeny Semenyenko. Aw. You know. Well, yeah. I like him. I like I've all of you. i a soft spot for him. <laughs> I, he's, oh, like like we said from, I think it's Rostelecom Cup, He's he's got this weird vibe about him, similar but different to um, Piotr. He's got this chaotic vibe, but you can't help but have a soft spot for him. I really can't. I I really I I enjoy him as well. I I don't know. This was kind of a surprise. Him coming in for is it a nothing is ever a surprise with men. When am I ever surprised yeah, about anything anymore? Um, but I do again. I do really enjoy him. Um, we have the what is it about her? penned in our middle school journals Uh, and then the master and the margarita free skate here yes so what is it about her quad toe triple toe quad sow triple axle that he has to say the landing on for the spread eagle exit um a little shaky not his best however did come in first with a 98.03 and that was big yeah it was um unfortunately Oh, yeah. The free skate really didn't do him any favors here. And I'm so sad because the short program, I was like, wow, he's on. What's yeah, happening here? But for the quad toe, he fell. It was just so unfortunate. He caught the heel on the landing. Um, then, you know, does a good quad sow, pulls off the quad toe, triple toe. I'm disappointed that there was no costume change. I think it contributed to uh, a certain lack of points. Not actually, but just it wasn't a great skate for him. And 176.25 for the free skate and ends up finishing four points behind Andre Mozeliov overall. It was a big sad. You could tell that he was so sad. He, He knew that you know, this might be an opportunity lost for him. Um, obviously, third isn't guaranteed. Third at Russian Nationals isn't guaranteed a spot on any team, Europeans or Olympics, etc. But still, you know, after you skate, your fate's in the judge's hands. So he did not know how it was going to end up. And I just felt so, so sad and bad for him. Oh my gosh, there was a thread, this is a total <laughs> gear shift here, but there was a thread somewhere, maybe it was on Twitter or somewhere, I don't remember where, but it was like, who are some athletes that would really benefit from the Beijing Olympics being delayed by a year? And I think he would definitely be one of them. Hmm, how interesting. Um, I think that with a year, he could do so much. I think that he would mature. Oh, yeah. I think that maybe if we gave him a different set of programs. I mean, I like these programs, but I think that maybe if we gave him a different set of programs, he could mature even more. 
I don't know. I think that he would really benefit from it. Look, I he's he's 18. He's I hope he sticks around for another quad at least. Um, and of course, another year is going to help develop him more. Um, but I think, you know, he's given his performances this season, he's ready to go. Um, I definitely know that there are a few uh, ladies, women who have expressed that they would like to have to see the Olympics postponed, but we'll get to that in our Women and Pairs episode. But for the men, you know, I definitely he'd benefit from it, but I also think that he's also ready to go at this current moment. Um, however, Roosfed is still on his side, um, and we'll talk more about um, team selections for Europeans that the Russian Federation has announced off the back of this um, nationals, and we'll talk about that uh, for men and ice dance at the end of the episode. But for now, let's move on to our podium place finishes. We've got in third, Andrei Mosilyov. Okay. All right. Yes, exactly my feelings too. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, we've got uh, Heart Cry for the short program, and then we have uh, 1492 Conquest of Paradise. Well, that was very intense. I, that's, I know, right? It's a really nice soundtrack, but like a super intense name. It's very intense. It's it's really nice music. I yes. totally agree, but very, very intense here. So Heart Cry by Drez for the short program. Gets the quad toe, triple toe done and very smoothly. Um, the quad sow is almost there, but unfortunately, hands down and weight shifted onto the ice, so that's going to register as a fall. Although I've mentioned it in the past, I think I would love to have this program have more choreo, um, but I'm so happy with how much he's improved in his PCS. The spread eagles that he's added, super happy with. I know he's going to develop so well in the next four years hopefully if he stays he's only 18 the kid's young this is great i'm really excited to see the next what happens in the next four years to some of these young folks uh uh let's talk about let's talk about 1492 conquest of paradise why don't we <laughs> yes because he did excellent here so he did really really good he ended up coming in second for the free skate with a 187.30 so very well done to him and that's um with a four as well i believe yes. yeah he fell on the axle the axle again giving everyone all this trouble ah sorry look i I really, I really enjoy him. Really, really noticeable improvements. Um, lovely choreo sequence. You know, although the jumps were done well, I felt like he was looking a little too much down to the ice. But you know what? It's nationals and Olympic year. I kind of get it if you're concentrating on your on your jumps and all, all of your technical elements. <laughs> you know, concentrating on your elements is always encouraged. So Consecrating. <laughs> Consecrate. Not that. um all right uh let's talk about our i don't know how i feel the silver medalist mikhail koliata i don't know okay you know what i don't i don't like that he's in silver but given what i really like our gold medalist me too but given what mikhail showed i it's deserve it like it's not deserved because i want him to fucking win because he can do it he's like Literally the perfect skater if he has everything together. He's, like, up there with Yuzuru. But he just... It has to be something. He's like, oh, I've been skating too clean. Need to make a mistake here. Oh, no. 
<sighs> okay. It's not deserve it, but I understand. Maybe you can say that. Yeah, for lack of a better word. Yes. All right. So we have the return of the white crow, first of all. Huzzah. Hooray. Thank Very you. happy. And um, we have this Nutcracker short program, which personally I'm not very happy. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? <laughs> no, I want. I want Let's Get Loud. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I thought you meant you preferred um, pre- like this season's previous program. And I was like, girl, no. Car- not Caruso. No, I just we want, want Let's, Let's Get, get loud. loud. However, the Nutcracker is gorgeous. No one listens to me this season. I, I know. doesn't listen you... to me. Misha <laughs> just who is listening to me? This Nobody. Season? No one. None of you men. No one. Not a single Because one. it's raining men. Oh, but you know what? You, you know the one man that did maybe perhaps Who? listen to me is Nathan Chen. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. And what a man to listen to you. <laughs> we'll talk about U.S. Anyways. Nationals next week. However, <laughs> okay, yes, we love Let's Get Loud. Oh, I still wish it was there. However... I will take the Nutcracker as a consolation prize because it's gorgeous. Um, it's also Christmas. Yes, very Christmassy, very festive. Um, costume is stunning. I love the concept. Um, quad Sal Triple Toe was landed. It was clean. I was like, whoa, for the first time this season? Um, quad Toe, beautiful as always. And then a fucking single axle. Just, it has to be something. Why? Yes. Like, can something. we get this boy sports psych ASAP? Yes. They please. They were um the jumbotron, if you will, was showing Mishan's reaction to the popped axle. Um, and the audience just laughed because it was all of us. <laughs> it was yes. all of us. Yes, Mishan was all of us. Um still Misha scored 94.26. Um, but Return of the White Crow. Thank you very much. Um, I love it. Love it. Uh, I think Mishin, both Mishin and Mikhail were like, we're glad that it took a little bit of a rest because we didn't want it to turn into the ugly, you know, black crow or black raven that, you know, everyone was bored of. And I'm like, you know what? Fair or enough. Or the crows outside your window. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Um, you know, kind of take it away and leave people wanting more. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, but very glad to have it back. Very glad. Yes, extremely glad. Oh, this Axel giving him trouble again. It's fine. It's fine. He saved it. It's, saved <laughs> I was worried, it. though, for a second there. Yes. Chest far down, but kept the hands off the ice. Stunning choreographic sequence that literally was hair-raising. Then we have, like, a triple toe instead of a quad toe. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And then this... What's with this triple loss Euler intended triple sow? This combo, combo is just not good for him, maybe. Maybe let's rethink that. He It always gets him. It's what stuffed him up at Worlds. Here he doubled the Salco. Why is it always this combo? He's got quads everywhere else, and then it's just the triple loss Euler triple sow that gets him. Is. Maybe we could replace it with something. Just anything I'm no that you can land. But... <laughs> Just anything that you can land. Maybe like triple lutz oiler, triple flip. Maybe the harder things are easier for you. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, scores 189.44 for the free skate for 283.70 overall for second place. Okay. All right. I'll take it. But only because I'm very happy for our gold medalist. Who beat Mikhail by only 0.64. 
So it was tight. Oh, it was tight. He so deserved it, though. I'm so happy I know. for him. I know. This humble, humble boy. And we're talking about Mark Kondratiuk, 18 years old, skating to the Magnificent Century soundtrack for the short program, and Jesus Christ Superstar for the free skate. Oh, he's, he did so well. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> Too. Going from third last year to first this year, the growth. I love it. That's good growth. That's it is good growth. Prime growth. So let's talk about the short program, shall we? Yeah. Um, it was great. <laughs> Everything was fantastic. Yeah. I was bobbing my head. I was like, okay, okay. Truly. I'm into this, it. I love the step sequence and the music. It's so fucking catchy. He carries good speed across the ice throughout the entire program. And 97.77. Woot woot. Love it. It's a big old score. Love it for him. If he skates the short program in the team event, or just in the individual event, and he does, like, super well, this is going to be close to viral because it's fucking catchy. It's so good. It's such a vibe. It's the closest to club show we're ever going to get. <laughs> It's not that close, is it? <laughs> but people can try. I could, I could bop my head at least a little bit. It's a different club room. Armin um, Van Buren is like on the main stage. This is the um the precursor performances. But it's just the still opener. great. It'll do. It's the It'll do. it's the great opener that you're like, oh my god, didn't realize we'd love the opener. You know, and we'll at a lot of concerts, I do go just for the opener. The the concert that True. I actually just went to a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks ago, it was before Omicron, in my defense. Everyone's vaccinated. <laughs> yes. Anyway. And you stay, and you did stay very far away from people and socially distanced. I did. So good for you. I did. And I left when the main, the main people came on. I was just love there for the it. opener. So. Absolutely. Love it. Anyway. Okay. Besides the point. Jesus Christ, superstar. Oh, and boy, was he a superstar. He was. Um, so we did say that this free skate was inspired by um, Velocijar and Trenkov's 2014 Olympic free skate, uh, Olympic season free skate. Um, Max was in the audience, not in the audience, but he was, um, I think he was broadcasting. That's what the word is. Yeah. Hosting the event, you could say. And I was like, oh, what do you reckon Trankov feels to hear his, you know, OGM free skate music play out at Russian Nationals? Um, and a journalist asked Mark, asked Mark, is Maxim Trankov the main Jesus of figure skating? And Mark was like, yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. And then there's, you can see just Max, Maxim Trankov sitting, you know, with a microphone in the media center with this bloody ugly Christmas sweater. That's not actually ugly. It's, you know, I'd wear it. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I love everything about this. This was such a nice, a nice turnaround from <laughs> the interesting things we had going on here. Absolutely. Um, solid quads. Um, there was this like triple Lutz sequence, triple south thing that was a bit of a mess. However, you know what? It was great. He rocked out. Jesus was born on Christmas Eve and so was Mark. Um, not actually, but as in this performance was born on Christmas Eve. The crowd, uh, Trankov, crowd was going wild. Trankov was standing up and clapping. Uh, I think the music is cut 
very smartly, done very well. Um, and to Mark's benefit, it was a great build up to the end. Um, and he scored 186.60 for the free skate. Ugh, go Mark. Go Mark. And that's automatic qualification for the Olympics. Look at him oh, go. Mark. Look at our little artist go. I do enjoy him a lot. And he's so humble as well. Um, like that press conference after the free skate. Um, he was like, I don't think that I'm the leader of the national team. Today, it's possible, but not in general. The leader of the national team is sitting to my right, he said. And he pointed to oh. Misha Kolyada. You know, Misha needs to uh, bring back Let's Get Loud. Then I'll accept it. <laughs> just for that mark mark can you request it because now you're national champion you can request oh things right <laughs> he did so well i'm so proud of him oh, i am so ecstatic that that he did this i i couldn't be happier i know it, that was kind of just a really nice cherry on the top moment for the men's event you know finally we had kind of a a nice men's event thank goodness yeah in general, in general. In general. <laughs> there were exceptions, but in general, it was a very, yes. very good men's event. All right. And let's get stuck into discussing the 2022 Europeans team that Roosevelt announced after Nationals. Yes, let's do that. All right. So for the dance, uh, going to Europeans is Diana Davis and Gleb Smolkin. Victoria Sinitsina and Nikita Katsalapov, Alexandra Stepanova and Ivan Bukin. And the subs are Lisa Hudaberdieva and Yigo Bazin, Annabelle Morozov and Andre Bargin, and Elisaveta Shanaeva and David Narishny. Yes, uh, so for them then we have, again, no surprises here, we have Mikhail Kolyada, we have Mark Kondratwik and uh, Evgeny Semenyenko. And our subs are Andre Moslyov, we have Piotr Gumenek, oh Piotr, and Alexander Sommer. So I have an issue with this because I feel like Europeans should be the ground where you test out or put together the skaters who are fighting for that undetermined third spot. However, they're sending one, two, and three, which is essentially your Olympic team. So why are they sending their Olymp- quote-unquote Olympic, potential Olympic team to Euros and not sending in people who can fight it out for the third spot? It baffles me. You're giving zero chance for anyone to prove themselves on the international stage before the Olympics and even Worlds. So, like, is Roosevelt, like, the only way you can get international chances and exposures is at the start of the season when assignments are handed out and not after? You know, this happened with women, too, so... I, it happened with all the disciplines like I I I don't get it because they say they put in Evgeny Semenyenko for Europeans um based off of Evgeny's experience this season he's you know he's been to more competitions he's done you know he did worlds and all of that so they bumped Andre Mazzaliov to a sub which for the Olympics sure I can you know, I can get behind that. But just for Europeans, why not send Yevgeny, Andre, and Pyotr and just have them duke it out and, you know, see and have them earn that final spot? Maybe my uh, Olympic dreams for Pyotr will come true. Well, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they won't because they, they already have sent these folks. But, I know, you know, but the thing is they could. It, Give it, him it a chance. Well Give him at least a chance to go to Europeans. <sighs> 
Like, Mikhail's been, like, a billion times. He's probably going to perform subpar yet again. (laughs) I, I, And with dance, just, it's sad, because this is probably going to be Olympics team. It's probably going to be world's team. And then none of, you know... Hoods and Barzin, Morozov and Bargain and Shneiva and Narizny, then they're not going to get any chances until next season. They likely will not, no. So what's... Uh, I? And then, because Russia really loves winning, if World Team Trophy happens, they're probably going to send the same fucking team. <laughs> they probably will. And they're not even going to get give any chances for anyone else, which, oh, this angers me. It's really sad. You have such uh, a Women deep is another gonna be angry about that one too just (laughs) oh yeah me too like i you just oh you've got such a deep field and giving opportunities to only top threes i know and with oh and then complain when people switch from russia to another country right like really okay anyway russian adults mm. love the kids love the kids that's the officials don't make good decisions. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they do. But okay. All right. We'll save the rest of our vitriol for our women and pants episode. Oh, wait. <laughs> That'll be interesting. So I'm Claudia, and come chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's L U T Z Get Down Pod. And if you want to work with us, shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. If you like this podcast and want to drink strong tea like Dima Aliyev, please give us a review and give us some five-star love. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.